I've given this a lot of thought, and I want to share what I think about getting in touch with what we actually think and with what we actually feel about things, and covering that a little bit. So, we run into situations in life where sometimes it's better to have social cohesion uh, instead of sharing what we actually think or what we actually feel. Like, let me give a small example. Uh, you go to the gym, and the person who checks you in, um, they go, hey, how are you? You know, they're not, on average, they're not actually asking how you're actually doing. They're looking for some sort of textbook response for social cohesion. They're expecting you to say fine or good or okay or something, rather. Um... For me, I always say excellent, <clears throat> and that's usually true. And, uh, you know, but if you share what you actually think, like, actually, I'm pretty fucking depressed, <laughs> or I'm actually pretty resentful, you know, it, it, it breaks the social cohesion. <clears throat> because um, th they're, not, they're not likely to know what to do with what you actually think or what you actually feel. And then, like, a bigger example is that, um, say you're in court, uh, it, it's not always wise to share what you actually think in the way you would actually want to say it, whether it's your logic or your emotions, um, because it, 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 can, it, it can upset things or it, it can incriminate you, it can turn people against you. Or say, like a medium example, like you're in a group setting and people are just conversing. And if you share what you actually thought, like it could be some sort of esoteric political thing. You know, you, you could disrupt the social environment because a lot of people don't actually care what you really think or what you really feel. You know, because when people get together, there's like this common goal you know, to have things go smoothly. Um, and, and that's kind of the funny thing about American culture. I've, I mentioned this since the beginning of the podcast, in the very first podcast episode, self-education. Um, here in America, there, there's not a lot of room for self-discovery unless you get into self-improvement or something goes terribly wrong with your life. And you have to go see a therapist. But otherwise, you're expected to be a good student, whether you're homeschooled or not. And you're expected to um, either go to college or get some sort of job, pick up some work. And then live the rest of your life and possibly get married and possibly have kids. And then have them do that process. And so... Um, th there's not a lot of room for sharing what you actually think unless like you're really close with someone or even if they're a stranger, you just have really good chemistry with them. You know, there are people that care about what you actually think. There are people who care about what you actually feel in certain contexts and certain times and places. But I think that we should always be really in tune with what we actually think and with what we actually feel even if we're not going to share it for the sake of 
social possibilities and social outcomes and social cohesion. Because what we actually think and what we actually feel, what we actually feel, uh, it's, it's what gives us clarity into how we want to structure our experience. You see, you could, you could be really charismatic and sociable, um, but that doesn't guarantee you that you're going to have the experiences that you want, um... It, what I'm getting at is that um, no, no matter no matter how much you do right socially, it's not going to guarantee you the experiences that you want. Um, and it's also kind of common to to lie. Like people kind of want you to, like answering the "how are you" question. You know, uh, like like very. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how often, but I would imagine a lot more than we realize. People don't want you to tell the truth. They just want you to say, oh, I'm good. How are you? So then they so then they can just move things along. Um, but back to what I was saying. Um, what we actually think and what we actually feel gives us indications about what experience we need for ourselves. And the thing is, our thoughts and our emotions um, can be can misguide us. They, they definitely can. I, I I believe that they they are meant to guide us, but I I don't think we're always clearly thinking. I don't think that we're always. I don't think our judgment is always good enough to provide us the necessary information for ourselves to guide ourselves. And so when it comes to like getting in touch with what we actually think there's what we deem to be true or false, like correct or incorrect. And that might not always be aligned with reality, but it, it's aligned with our perception of reality. And then there's how we want to achieve things, the way we think things should be done, the way we think the way we think things should operate. Uh, which also might not always be correct. But it makes sense to us. And then there's our approach to things. Which may not always be correct. But it makes sense to us. And that's part of like how we engineer the experiences we want. Is we work with what we believe is true. We work with what we believe is correct. Uh, we try to achieve things in our own way, the way that it makes sense to us. And we approach things the way that makes sense to us. And that brings us a sense of like comfort and control. And that, that's a really big part of getting in tune with our own logic is exploring what we believe to be true or false, correct or incorrect. That will tell you a lot about your own worldview. That will tell you a lot about what's in your heart and how you see the world. And then going over and exploring how you want to do things, how you think things should be done to create desired outcomes. You know, that says a lot about your work ethic among other things. And then finally your approach to certain matters at hand or any matter. Your approach to matters will 
say a lot about you as a leader and among other things. And that's how you get in touch with what you actually think is you explore those things. Our various emotional states have are worth exploring too to figure out what we actually feel. There's how we feel in the moment, whether it's positive or negative or neutral. There's how we want to feel. We don't always feel the way that we want to at any given time or place. You know, we don't always feel the way that we think we should feel in certain matters and contexts and situations. Um, and we have the opportunity to either react or respond to our experience. And I, and I think it's always safe to choose to respond to your experience rather than react. But those are ways you can get in touch with how you actually feel about something. Is how you feel about your experience in the moment. How you would rather feel about your experience in the moment, if any. And are you in a reactive or proactive place? Are you mature enough to be proactive and calm instead of reactive in order to engineer your situation to give you the experience and potentially the feelings that you want to feel? I don't believe that we are our thoughts or our feelings. And I don't believe that our thoughts or feelings are always an accurate representation of our perception of reality. Or no, they are an accurate representation of our perception of reality, but they're not an accurate representation of actual reality all the time. I think it's important to be aware of that. Um, that we, we always could be wrong. That tiny bit of doubt that we have about our perception of reality, it's worth entertaining. But I strongly disadvise against identifying with the way you think, the thoughts that you have, and how you feel and the emotions that you feel. You know, those are, those are just your mind into giving you information about your experiences at the end of the day, among other things. But that's primarily what they are, in my opinion. I may be wrong about it, but whatever. Um, so even though I don't believe that we are our logic or we are our emotions, I do believe what we do with our logic and emotions has a lot to do with how we are defined as a person. And it affects our self-image. It affects how we see ourselves and it affects how we see the world and what we hold in our hearts. And, and this is why I think we should always take things very slowly, as much as we can. Uh, let our thoughts fully shape. Let our emotions feel the way they do. And try to be mature enough in order to not identify with them. And be open to being wrong about reality. So therefore we can be right about reality. And move things along. 
I think it's very beneficial to know what you actually think. I think it's very beneficial to know what you actually feel. Um, because, like, at the end of the day, everyone wants a good experience, whatever that means to them. And our logic and emotions um, will guide us uh, potentially to the right experiences. Um, for me, more often than not. And I take a lot of time to define what I actually think. Like this whole podcast project is about defining my philosophy and worldview. And I don't regret doing it. In fact, I'm, I'm actually kind of proud of it. Um, I, I enjoy doing it. And, you know, I go back and listen to old episodes of this podcast. And I take my own advice. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's nice to have that clarity about what I actually think and what I actually feel because then it leads me, um, well, to nuances. It also leads me to better experiences. And somewhat ironically, it will declutter your mind. It will declutter your heart. It will declutter your life. Um, it's really easy to lose touch with what you actually think and what you actually feel because we don't always put ourselves in situations regularly where we, where we can get in touch with that. A lot of the times we just need to keep our real opinions to ourselves and what we actually think and what we actually feel very often. Um, because when we start exploring these things, we start exploring the truth and how things actually are in reality. And that can really upset people because then it might reflect that what they're doing doesn't fully align with how things actually are. That makes them feel bad. So they get angry because they think they're a fool and maybe they are. Um, you know, uh, they, 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 they don't, they don't mind entertaining their own delusions. And you'll find that a lot with people. Um, especially when you're being like truth seeking, you'll, you'll come to find a lot of people are definitely not always in that mode of being or want to be, you know, there, there's a lot of people that just want to keep things going the, the way that they're going and deal with it that way. Even if it is messing up their lives. Um, I don't know why maybe it has something to do with like having mock consistency I, I don't know maybe that brings some comfort i don't know um but yeah it's like you know it, it feels like your ego dies when when you correct your perception of reality and you align yourself more with how things actually are you know it doesn't feel good to realize that you had so many things wrong or important things for that matter you had important things wrong that feels shitty it just does and uh, yeah I don't feel a single bit bad about anything I've ever said on this podcast because it's what I actually think and it's what I actually feel and that's another benefit it's not just about having clarity and aligning yourself with actual reality it's also about um, being true to yourself. Um, and that can be very advantageous in the sense that, 
um, you're comfortable with your position in life, being true to your default self, and then also being on the path of modifying yourself to be your best self, like in an organic and authentic sense. Uh, and knowing what you actually think and what you actually feel is goldmine information um, for those endeavors, being true to yourself and becoming your best self. And the logical ways that we think can be frustrating because we, we might find a lot of flaws in our logic and then we have to figure out what we're going to do about that. Or we don't know what to do with the strong emotional states that we get in, whether they're positive or negative. And it's like, how do I be calm and control myself? How do I get to that feeling I'd rather have in this scenario? Um, you know, it's really about like engineering the correct experiences to lead you to calmness. Um, and breathing nasally slowly. That, that can help keep you calm, especially if you take deep breaths, like 15 seconds in, inhale, 15 seconds, exhale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that can help you keep calm in pretty much any situation. I actually got that tip from a book. I forgot what book it was, but it was about some breath coach, and he helped a famous baseball player. I, I don't know if I could ever find it again, but if I, if I get around to it, I'll put it in the description. Don't count on it, though. I'm feeling kind of lazy this morning. Um, but nonetheless, like, dealing with ourselves isn't always an easy thing to do because our logic and emotions aren't always aligned with actual reality. Um, and we also don't always think the way that we want to in a given situation. And we also don't um, feel the way we want to in any given situation. But like I said, it's really about getting in touch with what you actually think and getting in touch with what you actually feel and engineering the experiences you have to get to the place that you want to be. And that's my thought this morning. <laughs>